Okay, welcome to episode 14 of the Echo Chamber. This week is uh, DJ Kronos, myself, uh, my birthday set that I never got to play at my birthday. Emoji, sad face. Um, the reason for that is because uh, of new things that came in at work and it wasn't deemed appropriate for a member of the leadership team to be uh, holding gatherings of a birthday nature. So I decided to just have a, a kind of a quiet weekend with the uh, with with my partner Michelle, and uh, I had put this set together in anticipation of having a birthday party, uh, but never got to have one. So we had a little staycay in uh, in a hotel in uh, in uh, in Cairo, and uh, we actually had this uh, this music on in the hotel room, and we played the set and we listened to it through because it's all songs that basically I'm really really selfish set basically. I will attempt to explain as we go through the emotional and contextual connotations of all the songs in this. Some will involve Dave, some will involve Michelle, some will involve different people, but all of the songs in this have a strong emotional context for me. That's why I made it. That's why I made it for my own birthday. Start with this one. This is David Guetta and Martin Solveig. Um, uh, Thing for you. Think Right, so this isn't the original version. As you can hear, it's like a disco remix. And there's actually two songs playing here. There's... We should have, I don't know if you picked up on the other one yet, Dave. So the two songs start playing at full volume together. It's the only time I've ever done this from the beginning of a set. Two songs that play without interruption, side by side for the entire song, with no clashes. Generate. <laughs> so he's still going with uh, Thing For You, away in the background there. And it adds a, little, a bit of extra depth to Eric Prince, doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. Thing For You was uh, a favourite of mine and Michelle's kind of during Dave's last year in Cairo when we used to have like amazing house parties around here. Uh, it was a, it's a favourite song of mine. Martin Solveig being a, a favourite of Monique's as well. Um, I think she, she, she sort of got me onto Martin Solveig, really, as a DJ. And then uh, I found this song. And I, I, I sort of fell in love with it like a couple of years ago. I just really, really... I just remember it having so many positive memories from like house parties and stuff. And then Generate, obviously, anyone who's listened to earlier episodes, is... Uh, <clears throat> I think any episode. I think we play it every episode. <laughs> So listen to this but now. It works. It works. That's amazing. From the start of the two songs starting together, they just play together to the end. And it works so well. I've never found two songs that fit together like like without overlapping lyrics or anything. Yeah. yeah. And the, uh, the the breaks and the kicks in the song are all in the right place as well. It's just uh, a happy fortuitous marriage. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, this is my getting ready for Tomorrowland over the summer holidays track that I listen to religiously. And I got Dave and Jen into it and Monique. And then by the end of the weekend, Lane and Rinker as well. Everyone's loving it. Because it's all about spreading the love. It's just... It's just nice. So this for me will be the first time hearing this set all the way through. Kev has sent me this set in advance. And I, because of the time difference, he sent it like evening time for him and it was middle of the night for me. And I'd woken up at stupid o'clock in the morning, so he'd sent it. Like, wow, this is awesome. Put it on, press play, fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Woke up every couple of minutes like, oh, I like that tune. And not and then fall asleep again. again. <laughs> so I, I, I've heard six moments, six moments of this set, uh, but I couldn't tell you where they fall in order or how far apart they are, so this is going to be a bit of a journey. So at some point in this podcast, I'll go, oh, I remember that bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the next uh, the next one coming in in a moment. It, co- it happens quite suddenly because it doesn't have a like a an easy intro to try and bring it in sort of softly and smoothly, which is my sort of normal style. Um, so, if this song "Generate" by Eric Pritz is my my Tomorrowland song, which never actually got played at Tomorrowland, but it was the one that I listened to a lot on the way. The next song is definitely Dave and Jen's Tomorrow Tomorrowland song. It's the when they first went to Tomorrowland and they came back and that year we both got into DJing and he was telling me about Tomorrowland I hadn't been uh, this was one of the songs that he always had a very very fond memory of now absolutely so the year we went the first time um, was it was just you, Jen, Monique, the right? First Tomorrowland since. Uh, that's right, the first Tomorrowland since Avicii had killed himself. And so there were so many tributes, and this song was played so many times. Yeah, so it becomes like a, a collective memory for everyone, doesn't it? Yeah. Because like, everyone's kind of celebrating, not mourning, but celebrating his yeah. life rather than mourning his death. It was very sad circumstances. But, you know, he was honoured in a in a true sort of Tomorrowland ravey way and just like playing the fuck out of his music and, and everybody and just enjoying it and that, I, I can't think of a better way to be remembered I would I would hope that at my funeral people just people just play a backlog of my sets and just like <laughs> rock out to it like genuinely I, I, I thought about that and I just thought like what a, what a better way of just like leaving something behind for people and that's what he did there was a group of uh, Swedes who smuggled in, I say smuggled, it was enormous, uh, brought in an enormous Swedish flag with uh, with uh, lyrics from an Avicii song. face on it. And it had his face on it. Um, and then they unraveled was it. Was it like the size of, of like half of the audience? Oh, it was enormous. <laughs> it was like 30 feet across. And it appears in the video, the after video, doesn't it? It does, yeah. As do we. What a lovely sentiment. So I closed Halloween at the Smooth Bar with this song. Uh, and I played it basically twice. Because I've used the instrumental of this with the lyrics from a, from a Queen song. And they oh yeah, I've heard that thing. The, you, yeah, because you made it, didn't you? Yeah. And so I played that first, uh, which Jen missed. And then I played uh, a cappella, which is another favourite of hers. And then I played the original Avicii version. That's another favourite of mine. I played the original uh, Avicii version. And Jen was in the bathroom and then... Was is that Khalees, a cappella? Yeah. Ah, that's, another fa- that's a favourite of Sarah Newton's, that one. <laughs> Jen was in the bathroom, Jen was at the bar, Jen was outside, she missed them all. <laughs> and we're into the next one. It's uh, Thunderclouds by LSD, but the Lost Frequencies remix. This song's got a really weird... Um, so, what you... There is no beat in this bit. So, the, this lyrics is just the lyrics in the song. So, I'm layering it over the top of Wake Me Up with the beat of Thing For You still playing. And then you strip it back to nothing here. That sounds very nice. And it takes it right back down again. And it's... um. So the emotional connotation for me for this song was like, uh, during the year that I was uh, sort of single and uh, you know, trying to, like, doing a, like, a few parties and things like that. Uh, and sort of in a bit of a process of like sort of 
self-discovery and, and, and whatnot. I, I remember hearing the song the first time. It's got a really amazing bit in it where the uh, the bass drops with this like really heavy synth, and it sounds like thunderclouds. And I just thought it's a beautiful like realization of the lyrics or the title of the song in the song. Uh, and the song, I don't know, the song just stuck with me. Uh, it's, it's years old now, um, but every time I hear it, I get this kind of like goosebumpy, nice feeling. Not in, and like it was a bit sort of this bit now, this bit. I love that bit. So, like, it was at a point that was, like, a bit melancholy for me in my life, but, like, the way I look back on it now and where I am now um, is really positive. Like, and I just have this really positive connection with the song. And then, especially at this bit now, it gets really upbeat now. And then that's where I also brought in the fifth song, which is coming next. Which uh, is Camel Fat. But I don't know, I think in one of the earlier episodes we talked about Camel Fat releasing a new album, their first album album, uh, called Dark Matter. And on the album there's 22 or 23 songs, I think. Uh, some of them are remixes of their own songs. So one of my favourite songs is a song called Breathe, with Jem Cook, unsurprisingly. Uh, but they did a dark matter edit of the song and this is it and you can see even from the beginning it's so much darker and, and deeper and just those lyrics of thunderclouds so we're at 12 minutes in and Kev's played his fifth song that's how I roll man <laughs> very different to a, a, a DeFi set <laughs> like track 20 by now yeah I <laughs> Well, this is that. This is why we complement each other very well. Yeah, is sure. I, I like to like sort of like let things ride out. I'm like, uh, I like the sort of the feeling and the story of it. Um, you're, you're sort of like more technical uh, and more probably like technically talented than I am. Anyway, so you can sort of jump in and out, and you seem to be able to track four things at once much better than I do. But like. I, I quite like just like smooth fades and kind of smooth transitions and stuff. I don't know, it just became my, sort of became my style. I love this song. This song reminds me of you. This song reminds me of uh, many, many house parties with you. And now that bit you get a yeah from Stacey May. <laughs> <laughs> who actually does feature a few times in this set as kind of a part of the memories of each song. So Breathe, obviously, love this. Uh, again, this is memories of me, Dave, uh, DJing parties together for like a couple of years in Cairo. First song, first proper deep techno song that I ever used at a Moonbeach set was this. And Dave was with me at the time, standing right next to me, and we were fucking rocking out to it. Uh, I just have very, very strong emotional connotations to certain songs and this is one of them I, I could I've probably heard this song over 2,000 times and I still don't bore of it and again during that time during that period for me like the, the, the lyrics are so poignant like holding your breath like and there it is that's the release that's the catharsis right there But it's much darker, this remix, though, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Do you remember when we used to like, have house parties around my house and we used to come back and set up the equipment before everyone else got here? Yeah. Like me and you. They would, like, cover the table yeah. in, like, Egyptian rugs and... <laughs> make, make, safe-proof the house, like, all the cables are under, under mats and things so people wouldn't fall over cables. <laughs> like... Safeguarding! <laughs> <laughs> Preempting the, uh, the onslaught the of carnage. The absolute chaos that was coming. Yeah. Just a steady stream of anybody's right rocking up. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, I'm friends with that guy. Who's that guy? Oh, I don't know. 
Uh, he's friends with that guy. <laughs> you know the tall guy over there? Everyone's friends with him. Ask him. <laughs> What was a favourite uh, gig you, you ever DJ'd? I'm putting him on the Absolutely. spot now. Um, uh, I'm torn between two, so uh, I'll give you an out if you want. If, it, if you, The first Moon Beach we did was amazing. With the fir- first time you got hold of the, the decks and you brought them back from the UK yeah. from, your, from your year six trip. And we were just like... Yeah. That's one of mine. So raw and new. I had to learn to use the decks in an yeah. afternoon. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd only be doing it on my laptop up to that point. And all of a sudden it was like this physical hardware that I had to yeah. start using. That, that first one we ever did. Because there's so many, so many songs in that are in this set. Uh, like kind of house parties and stuff. Like I've got lots of good memories of house parties. Like Dave Mate's house and... and um, and at your place, I would still say Claire Purdy's house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the night of 11 hours. Yeah. <laughs> that, those were the two that I was thinking of as well. <laughs> you were inside my brain, my friend. <laughs> So the next song coming in was in the second ever Moonbeat set that me and Dave played together. It's uh, Christine and the Queens, but it's a Daft Funk remix of My Girlfriend. And um, it was, I think, I think, and I may be wrong on this, but I think I, at Moonbeat, it was the first time, when I played this, it was the first time Stacey May had ever heard the song. And she really, really liked it. And she did what she uh, what she never to be always does, which is go away and learn the lyrics. <laughs> and uh, she came back, with, and it's like this French like performance poet artist, and she she learned all the lyrics. Like it was really impressive. Because the next time when, when she was like, put that song in again, put that song in again, and then she learned and then played it, and she's like singing the lyrics like. Yes, this song is definitely Stacey. I can picture her dancing around her garden or inside her house to this. Or inside a hedge. <laughs> inside a hedge. <laughs> I love the bassy disco backdrop to the song. It's got that like disco sort of milieu behind it, like, but not fully committing to being disco. Because you'd expect it out or something if it was like. And then over the top of it, uh, I'm bringing in a uh, Fisher Medusa mashup that I made. Just uh, that's what I did in that little bit of snare. Yes, I remember hearing this and thinking this is a great track. This is a great track coming up, guys and girls. Well, this for me, this song is totally Moon Beach. Totally. Like, I just have such good memories of, like, dancing to this song in the sand, and I, I just, I loved it when you guys were here, uh, and we we had those, like, twice-year trips. It's just, like, something to really look forward to on the horizon, and everyone who, who left Egypt always has a very fun place in their heart for, for Moon Beach, don't they? I love that synth. There it is. That's a snare of a bit of uh, Fisher coming in. 
token. <laughs> I can't do this, can't do this. <laughs> like, can't get to set without using Wish Up. <laughs> no, I was trying to copy his face. It's just so funky. The, the Fisher makes on his Instagram. He's always like. Oh, yeah, he's always like, oh, you can't cry! <laughs> yeah, here it is. Here's the drop. That horn will forever give me goosebumps. The strong emotional co connotation that this song has for me is a night out that me and Dave had after spending a day on the Christina boat uh, on the River Nile, um, which is three hours in the Christina boat. Uh, it's a lovely yacht with loudspeakers and you can just party on it. You just go up and down the Nile for three hours and you just get to drink and eat and be merry. But then that was followed by another staff member's uh, evening, like birthday meal, which was obviously suffused with bottles of wine and such. And then a house party at her house afterwards, which was again suffused with even more alcohol. So basically, by this point, I'd sort of been drinking for about 10 hours. And then Dave said, Paul's going to a, an underground rave gig type thing downtown later on. Do you want to go? And me in my less than copious mentors over enthusiastic state said yes yes let's go uh and then we went and it was like a, a black box room with rave lights and it was actually art bad I, I was just in an absolute i think it was art, art, was it art, art right so but he played this well not uh, not medusa so this is fisher lose, uh, losing it mixed with medusa um but the Fisher losing it well, with the big horn. That's that's the horn that will ever haunt me, but like in a, a positive and a negative way, because it, it was at that art back gig that that I heard that horn for the first time. I never heard the song before, but it was at a point when I was just like absolutely like losing losing control myself, like losing it myself, like. And I think I very quickly had to go outside and get like a breath of fresh air with with Dave, and he bless him looked after me. Um, so it, it has this very strong connotation for me and now it just reminds me of like, you know, like sort of hilarious memories and overindulgence and fun times with your friends looking after you and stuff. <laughs> Which you always there, you always were, you, you were always like uh, the, the, the guy who's like looking after me. This is what I do. Oh, I love the tune coming in. It is what he does, it's what he does very well. Again, it's the Dark Matter remix. A little bit darker than the original. Uh, so the attached memory to this song, Cola by Camel Fat, is uh, my first ever uh, Moon Beach set where Dave turned up with the new equipment. And this, I used this song as my opening song in the set. I loved it at the time. I still do, but I mean, it's years, years old now. But I just, that. That womp, 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 just and like that sustained. a little bit more, yeah, that sustained like synth in the background. It really adds a sense of like darker techno to it. Beautifully tamed. Yeah, I've left that fissure on loop in the background there. Just that snare, just to try and bring it to life. Because I, I didn't want it too dark. I wanted something to carry it to this bit where it's got the snare in the actual song. So, oh, well, I'll wait for the break. Here. I love the way it just sort of smooths out the sound. It becomes really crystal clear. Oh, it just, it's really, really, I'm going to bingo ticket, gratifying. 
Um, so yeah, this was the first song of the first set that I ever played live in Moon Beach, and I, I swear to God, it was the first public set Dave and I had ever played, right? And um, for one of a better phrase, we were shitting ourselves, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, we had we had both probably over prepared the sets on Serato. Like we had cue points for entry of song, cue point for mix of song, cue point for mix yeah. out, cue point for exit. Like, and now we just do that intuitively. But yeah, and I'm glad we did it then because otherwise we. Like it, it, it got me thinking about how to, how and where to drop a song in. So what we do is find a point in both songs that we want them to come in together. Like what, where's your drop point that you want both songs to be coming in, and then line them up, make sure the beats are minute match, play it backwards <laughs> until you find a mix point, and then mark that, and then take them both back a little bit further and play them and drop the second song in at the mix point make sure they line up properly make sure that they, they sound good together then you have to work out where the and then they both crescendo together yeah then you have to work out the exit point so how much of the new the old song do you want with the new song where's the exit point mark that and mark your this song must be finished by here and we did that for about 30 songs <laughs> We did. And it's exactly what I just did there. So the next song has started playing, which is that hum in the background. Yeah. And then that, what you means you're able to time is that as one, one set of lyrics finishes, on the next beat, the new song's lyrics come in, which is the, again, it's camel fat to camel fat here, which is a bit of a faux pas, but they, they actually just work really well together because of the Dark Matter remix of Cola being quite... Uh, well, I think it's operating... Uh, bu- 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 yeah, operating somewhere around about 3A, and B B someone is operating at 3A as well. So they've they've taken it down a notch in terms of the the tone of the song. So they so it, it made sense for, to run from one into the other. Normally, I wouldn't follow one uh, the same artist twice in a, over two songs, but it worked. Anyway, it's my birthday set, so I can do what the hell I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's three layers in that. Lovely. Anyway, um, when we used to go back to your house after work, uh, and like Jen, Jen would be there, like preparing dinner, looking after the kids, and we're just there, like messing about with our new DJ kit, and, like, oh, that's a really good. Those two work really well together. And let's put in key points there and stuff. Meanwhile, Jen is just making us dinner and putting the kids to bed. <laughs> She's an angel, bless her. <laughs> and to be fair, we were do. Um probably 30-40 minutes sitting next to each other on our separate devices not talking both with headphones on and then go oh hey I've got one listen <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's like, good it's, it didn't need it's, it was like it's amazing it didn't need to be filled with just I don't know like needless conversation it was like we, we're both just absolutely engaged in this one thing we're doing and then just this mutual kind of uh, love of what we're doing and then just going oh yeah yeah, yeah listen to this one like <laughs> it's quality like, I miss that man. I miss that me too now when I find two songs that work well together I'm, I just send you a photo of the, of the screen of Serato and you just let me find the point that they mix together yeah. myself. <laughs> this works, but yeah. Oh, I love this song. Yeah. So this song is an emotional one for me. I'm just letting it play so people can listen to the lyrics. It 
Token lost frequencies. Yep. He loves us in. Uh, so lost like us by lost frequencies. So like discovered during the times like the end of Dave's era in Cairo and into the following year when I was uh, um, I was I was single at the time and uh, I was having sort of lots of parties around the house and stuff. Uh, I came across a song sort of towards the end of that year. And then into the next year, and uh, myself and Michelle sort of got back together. And um, it, for us two, it became, I don't it became a bit of a song that both of us really attached ourselves to. So like when I DJed this, uh, it's funny story, like when I DJed this pool party the other week, that, you know, that really expensive villa out in the middle of uh, the Greenbelt in, in Cairo. I put this song on and it was at a point in the evening where, you know, both myself and Michelle had had a, had a few drinks and stuff and uh, uh, no one else shares the same enthusiasm for the song that we do, but we, and she just ran over to Luke and was like, oh my god, this song is, this song is amazing, like, which is great because you sort of get, you get sort of impassioned by other people's enthusiasm yeah. for things, which is great, but Luke was a bit like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, like. Uh, and then yeah, I decided to go and join him for a dance. So we danced by the side of the pool to this song. It's slightly off the beat as well. I think I corrected myself quite quickly, but it was slightly off there at the beginning. <laughs> so, this was a very, very infamous song, the one that's coming in. Uh, it's a remix. It's not as good as the original, but it, the original didn't really fit with this point, so I used this remix of it. But anyway, so when David and I used to do <laughs> all of the staff party, all of the staff parties and house parties and stuff, we used to play this song. And we would uh, draw out the uh, the red and green light bits. I really like uh, this. And we like flick it, flicking light switches on and off at the strobe bit, and uh, <laughs> just like in lieu of actually having any lighting. Cowbell. <laughs> Everyone loves a cowbell. So what I did with this track is uh, the the. I need you to follow. Well, I'll tell you afterwards. When I say red light, I need you to stop. Red light. Yeah, just like that. Perfect. Green light. So what I had to do there was uh, take a section of the original song, which had the green light in it, because in this remix he only red lights. And that's the next one coming in, That's one, this one's for Monique and Sarah Newton. I'll go into that in a second, but in the red light, green light one, basically I had to add a, a green light in because uh, our friends at house parties would always freeze on the red light and it was like everyone would be like holding a statue shape and then we'd pause the music and see how long people could hold statues for without like laughing or anything. Uh, so it was very important for me to add in a green light so that people would know to start dancing again. Anyway, so now using the repeating uh, Beats from Red Light Green Light. We now move into Peanut Butter Jelly uh, by Galantis, which is a song. No, I wasn't introduced to it by Sarah Newton, but I was. Uh, she very much forced it upon me over and over again. And I kind of grew to love it, and then when I started uh, sort of DJing with Dave and. No, it's such a celebratory song. Yeah, so when he's a. Uh, Sort of DJ with Dave and do the house parties and stuff with Jen and Monique and, and Rinka and that. Uh, we we just it just grew into a party anthem. So for me, the emotional connotation of the song is just like uh, I've got very one very fond memory of uh, Dave uh, 
Dave DJing this song at Rinker's party and as he was DJing it, uh, I had just finished my set and I was just shitting it about my set because again it was like, I was one of my very first public sets to strangers. Like, so the Moon Beach is all, is all staff members that I know, but Rinker's party was, you know, 50, 60 people that I didn't necessarily know, so I was a bit sort of shitting myself. And uh, I finished my set and I was dead, dead happy, like buzzing, because it had gone really, really well. And then Dave went on and he opened with this song. And I went and joined Jen and Monique. And there's a video on, uh, on one of our mobile phones. I wish I knew where the video uh, I was. I wish I knew where this video was as well, man. There's a video on, uh, I think it was on my mobile, but I've got a new mobile since then, so I, I don't know if I have the clip anymore, but... Of this break, now. So at the break, you just see me, Jen and Monique on the video, on the selfie mode. Like, just like, yeah! Like, and then Dave just whaps up the volume, whaps up the bass at this break, and we go fucking mental. Now. Yeah! Spread it like. So, also, uh, other memories of this song include listening to this on the way to Sharm El Sheikh, or um, yeah, on the way to Sharm El Sheikh in the back of Sarah Newton and Mark's car on the way to a Liverpool diving trip. <laughs> and then Sarah's telling me about how much she loves David Guetta, that she thinks he's a very handsome man, and that she'd probably leave Mark for him. I don't know if that last bit's true, but I assume it is. In the night time When the world is at its rest <laughs> Dave just looking at me like, uh, in the place like How much can I get away with? I'm just changing, Sam, don't worry, I'm changing the subject for you. <laughs> I love this next song. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I wanted to take the set down a little bit in the middle, just so, because that's a big party song, so... You know, people go a bit mental, and you need a breather. Now, the emotional attachment to this song for me, well, there's several. The first time I heard it, it was suggested to me, to buy, suggested to me by Ada, uh, because it was a, a song of hers during her years when she was travelling, and it just has a very strong emotional connection. I think every time I, every time I play it, she has this uh, kind of quite emotional reaction. Uh, and I think I played it, she'd mentioned it to me before Moonbeach and I played it in one of the Moonbeach sets and she just, like, that was it, she was just done. Uh, and then since then, I, you know, I found like Luke has a quite a, a positive connotation, I think, to the song as well from years travelling and stuff. I think any, basically anyone who went travelling during a certain period of time probably grew attached to it. It's like this, this song's a bit like Pure Shores by All Saints. Like, if you... If you went travelling, you probably heard and, and associated the song with some form of experience that you had whilst you were travelling. Hey, you know, that's great. I'm fine with that. That's that's totally cool. I love that kind of... That's the whole point of music is like, you know, you share experience. That's the whole point of the set is me just nostalgically telling my story of my different... Of our different memories and stuff. So anyway, this was a, this was a Moonbeat set. Uh, and it was always like a nice lull you know people get a drink but like enjoy the song and then there'd be Ada by herself on the dance floor <laughs> <laughs> not to spoil it but I really like how you mix this out at the end this is a really difficult song to mix into and mix out of because it's so iconic and has such a stripped back beginning and stripped back ending you know it's just that that um, at the beginning and at the end, but you've done it really well. Yeah, it's um. I do remember this bit from In and Out of Sleep. Oh, I mean, this song would be a nice one to go to sleep to. To be fair, the uh, the other connotation for me is obviously Tomorrowland when we saw the is it Belgian National Orchestra? Um, I don't know if it's a national orchestra, but it is. What a was big... the what was the name they gave themselves? Uh, it's an orchestra. The... What? Symphony of something. Symphony of Unity. Sim of what? Symphony of Unity. Uh, Symphony of Unity. So it's like basically like the Belgian National Orchestra or something. 
and it was a live orchestral performance inside the Freedom Stage, which is a inside a kind of a warehouse type, huge warehouse thing, which acoustically is better for the type of acoustic, uh, sorry, orchestral set that was being played. And they played, they were playing all of the, the classic dance tunes, but as an orchestra. So like, you know, Robert Miles' Children, uh, Café Del Mar, um, uh, Energy 52, like that sort of stuff. But then, and they came onto this song and Dave, Dave forced me to go and see these. Like, he was like, literally, this is the one thing on the schedule you have to see. And I was like, really? Really? And I went, and this song came on and a fucking tear just went down my eye. And Dave just turned around and looked at me and I was like, fuck. Wow. <laughs> this is also the yeah. only set it's so that I said. There's like 100 members of the orchestra yeah. playing it and it was so powerful. This is also the only set I said, take out your earplugs. Oh yes, yeah, take out your earplugs because so you don't, you get un, you get pure, yeah. pure sort of sound of what it sounds like. And that's the next one coming in again because it's like we're in this part of the set where it's like a little bit down with we're, we're all taking a bit of a breather i thought i'd uh build in one of my other favorite artists london grammar which is just uh, an absolute guilty pleasure not a guilty pleasure really they're absolutely fantastic uh, i shouldn't feel guilty about it but they are an absolute pleasure This is a really great, it's called the Arty Remix. Uh, fantastic. And this is how I finished my first set at Moon Beach on this song. Such a good voice. Sounds alright with um, uh, Sky and Sand still looping in the background. Yeah. It kind of, it's not. I, I was a bit worried that it sort of overcomplicated it. But I think what I realised is I st- if I took the treble down and just kept the mid and bass, it, it just yeah. gave it a richness. There, that's where I did it then. That's where I realised. Yeah. So the basic yeah, treble is still there from Sky and Sand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I. I listen to London Grammar when I'm ecstatically happy, and it it it's a like it emphasises my mood. And then I can listen to London Grammar when I am at my absolute lowest, and it still like fits. Like there's something about it, something about her and her voice that just fits any context. Like genuinely, I think she's a bit of a Nora and Pure for me. Like I, if I ever met her, like. You can visualize yourself chilling on a beach. You look like you're chilling on a beach. Dave's just sitting back with his, um, his <laughs> like, studio quality microphone and an arched uh, arm, just like right at his, right up to his mouth. And then he's just sitting back on his chair with his hands behind his head, just like chilling and relaxing to this. And that's exactly the the intention of this part of the set is it's just such a good song like because it's I, nice it doesn't to it. always have to be dush, dush, like no like party it's nice to have moments to just go fuck there's beautiful things in this world like this this part of the song i can imagine a, like a Big driving sound, like growling bass and thumping synths, but then just somebody on a piano in front of them, controlling the whole thing and owning the pace and the, the, 
the melody is just beautiful. Everything about it is about the the upper ranges, isn't it? Like all that stuff in the background is is enhances, but it's all about that piano and her voice. Everything. You can just hear her like wailing over the top of it. It's so beautiful. Anyway, so the next song coming in is not very well known. Uh, it's an artist called Kirby. I discovered this song about, well, literally after Tomorrowland, the first year that I went. Uh, I came back that summer. I was single. I'd started going to the gym. I was I, really into like, getting getting hold of the DJing thing and, and just like really just saying yes to everything, embracing everything. And this song for me really uh, stuck with me. And it's all, I, I, found, I rediscovered it recently. And I just thought, fuck. Listen. got a great bass drop as well. It does. I was going to say I love the bass and snare combination. Nah. Well, right, so came back from Tomorrowland uh, what was it two years ago now last summer so two and a half years ago and um, year, year and a half ago and was on a trek yeah year and a half ago sorry not two years ago the dementia um, <laughs> and I was on a train to visit my mate Dom uh, Dom is he's, he's like he's been one of my best mates since I was at uni because we worked together at Witherspoons and then just like became really good mates and then lived together like on and off like over the next sort of 15 years and stuff and he's such a great, he's, just, he's like the, the best orator, like he tells the best stories because he works at the London Met as well, like so obviously he's just got like the most horrendous, funny, stroke hilarious stories, like um, anyway, so like it's always an absolute pleasure to go and visit him and stuff and he, uh, he moved up to, um, I think it was Aylesbury or something like that so I'm on a train up to Aylesbury and I'm just going through Spotify like like you might the, the release radar and like this is the kind of music you like the, uh, these are other suggested artists that you might like and I found this song it was just after Tomorrowland and this bit now really stuck with me it was like this idea like uh, that something uh, an experience that you've had the, the song's called Spiritual. It's like, it's like the idea that a song that you, uh, an experience that you've had can make you spiritual. Uh, and that's the, way I, that's the way I view the world. I'm not religious. I don't believe in organized religion. Or not, not I don't believe, but I don't, just don't adhere to it. But I, I'm a quite a spiritual person, I think, um, if that's the word I would use to describe it. But So the song kind of rung that chord for me. Uh, and I just remember very vividly sitting on the train on the way to my mate's house just like after, after Tomorrowland and still in the afterglow of Tomorrowland on the way to see my friend who I love and just like hearing that song just thinking like oh my god yeah and then this one uh, this this is Dave Birrell and Vicky's like this is the this is the song that haunts Dave Birrell <laughs> of all my house parties Right, Billy, how do you say her last name? Eilish. Eilish, you can pronounce Eilish. it. Eilish, Eilish, I say Eilish, you see, that's the problem. Fucking heathen. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Billy Eilish. Uh, I, I, when she first came out, this was like one of her first songs that she released. And it sort of caught my attention because she was kind of like not your conventional artist. You know, she was quite covered up. She was quite almost like pissed off and rappy in her appearance like 
Anyway, the song caught my attention. Uh, I, I went online for a, a remix version of it that I could use like in a set because the original is not very mixable. Uh, and then I found this and uh, I ended up using it at loads of house parties when, when Dave Birrell and, and Vicky were there and like up on their roof in the paddling pool and stuff like that. It was like, it'd always get played. And it just, it just, I don't know, for some reason, this song reminds me of Dave Birrell. And congratulations again, Dave Birrell and Vicky, to you just having your baby, uh, Milena, which is lovely. But this song, uh, again, a bit like Rio de Janeiro in the last episode, is for you. <laughs> this is the Tiesto remix. Um, correct, yes it is. Expert knowledge. <laughs> Now the song that's coming in here is a bit of a... Oh no, actually. Dude, the next song coming in... Yeah, 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 you can hear it already. Um, voted number one EDM dance tune of 2019. As per Tomorrowland Radio. It was a really fucking good song, though, to be fair. This, uh, so this song has literally no other emotional connotation for me other than I remember every time it is on, just partying hard. It, it was just a signifier. It became, it became a signifier of a good evening. Like if, you, if you're DJing an evening and you, you ramp up the crowd over a, a few hours to a point where they're just like really fucking excited and you drop this song, that's, that's pinnacle. That is like... It's such a good like party song. Or as was the last Moon Beach set that I did, Cotton Eye Joe apparently has the same effect. Yeah, no word of a lie. That's the that tells you about the uh, the state and or age of the crowd you're playing to. It was about three o'clock in the morning and everyone was drunk, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This song now. Strip it right back. Flume. Uh, um, this is a great song. Never Be Like You. So this is the Martin Solveig remix. Yeah. Again, another Monique favourite. It's going to come in with the, the big sound soon. The Solveig sound. Big horny bass. <laughs> big horny bass! <laughs> it's the name of your porn film. <laughs> <laughs> It is good bass though, isn't it? <laughs> so I really, really loved the original of this song and then I found this Martin Solveig remix and I loved it even more. Uh, and so the original song of this, not this remix, but the original song has, uh, has a context for me in so much as like me and Michelle uh, we're, we're a big fan of the song originally. Like even back in back in the day, back in England. Well, maybe no, maybe it was maybe maybe it was Cairo, but like we used to listen to it whilst we were in England over the holiday. Point is, I remember listening to it in her mum's kitchen. <laughs> All right. Love this bit here. Yeah, 
But the, the thing that I like about it is that slightly well, lyrics that could be ter- interpreted in a number of different ways. Is it that I'll never be like you in a kind of I'm going to never live up to your standards? Or I'll never be like you as in I won't be like you because I don't want to be like you. Like I can't destroy it not do, yeah. Yeah. So the last song of the set is this one coming in and it is Paul Van Dyke uh, for an angel but mixed with uh, well it's a Stacey mate remix basically uh, and she introduced me to it it's a Rachel McFarlane um, lover remix and uh, I remember she introduced the the song to me uh, maybe a couple of years ago and then it just became like a staple song that was played at a lot of our house parties so when it breaks in now just in this bit coming up it really picks up some pace now it goes really trancy and I, I, I turn the BPM right up to like 134 5 I think here just takes on a completely different light so this is my thinking is that uh, with this being a birthday set, that I could start the, the party with the set that you've just listened to. And at this point, we'd be moving into more, like, heavier, trancier stuff. Gotta love Paul Van Dyke, though. And there she is, Rachel McFarlane. So basically, this is the end of the set. Uh, the set is very much a nostalgic journey of all the songs that I find emotional or with a strong like memory connotation attached to it. Most of those memories involve DJing with Dave. Love you, Love you man. Um, uh, bingo Kartik. Uh, <laughs> And then, but yeah, just like not even just not even just like DJing with Dave. It's the people at the party that make it because they are the people that make the party. So like you've always got, you know, when we talk about Stacey mate, you've always got Dave mate in tow. You've always got Michelle. There. You've always got yeah. Luke and Ada. <laughs> you've always got Luke and Ada there. You've got like, um, yeah, Monique and Jen always just like Jen like consistently just dancing solidly like a machine. From start to finish, never stops dancing, <laughs> ever. You can get like, she'll be at the bar getting drinks and she just still has to keep moving. It's like mechanical. Um, <laughs> uh, Monique just like loving everyone else, loving the party. That was her thing. And it's just like, and, and Dave Birrell and Vicky and, and just everyone just made all these positive memories that are encompassed in this set what they are for me it's like it's it's the experience of being with those people that make the music enjoyable to listen to because all it does is just bring back all those memories you know so that was the whole point behind the set it was very self-indulgent but you know it's my birthday and i'll cry if i want to (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was an awesome set and and i i appreciate there's so much more hearing you talking about it 
and also being awake. I think I made a big yeah, difference. Yeah, well, that was the other thing as well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it just. <laughs> So, well, thanks very much, guys. Uh, I think for next week, I'm going to try, uh, I'm going to try, I think, um, put together some of these sets from some of the songs that people have been throwing at me um, that have come from the, you know, the request for songs to throw into a set. And I'll try and <laughs> hopefully try and piece that together if it's not too much of a mental week. And I'm going to try and do it on vinyl. Mm. So... Oh my god. <laughs> Let's see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Thanks very much guys. See you next week. <laughs>